Fix the Convince. Welcome to the Fix the Convince podcast. Here's your host, New Spark founder, Paul Mosenson. Hey, everyone. How you doing today? It's Paul Mosenson. Another podcast. What fun. Today, we're going to talk about podcasts on the Fix to Convince Marketing Optimization Podcast Show. And you can find me at newsparkconsulting.com as well as revgrowthteam.com, which is the alliance I started of of fractional growth officers. That's what we do. We grow, right? Oh, wait, we scale. That's the word. Anyway, um, I know everybody says that. Um, We scale growth. But... um, Speaking of growth, you know, podcasts are growing. I mean, and it's a, you know, we're going to talk to one of the experts on podcast marketing today. His name is Mark Colgan. He is, hey, Mark, how you doing? You're very good, Paul. Great to be here. Thank you. Good, good. See, we're international here. As a matter of fact, I remember reading, I got a note from what my podcast server that I think we're ranked in the top 100 in Sweden, the podcast. So thank you, Sweden. Amazing. I know, right? Um, so who knew? But um, podcasts, you're an entrepreneur and a revenue leader responsible for increasing revenue across a small portfolio of companies where you leverage your 13 years of experience in B2B sales, marketing, and recruitment. You currently split your time as a co-founder of Speak On Podcasts, mentoring B2B startups via Growth Mentor and ScaleWise, the product onboarders and coaching hundreds of SDRs through his outbound prospecting prospecting and cold email bootcamp course via the Sales Impact Academy. We should talk about that too. Sure. Um, You are a Techstar 18-foot alumni. You'll have to Google that. And a regular speaker within the B2B SaaS industry. His work has been published by SaaS Stock, Mailshake, Pipedrive, Leads, Leadsift. Oh, I'm using that right now for a client. Um, you know those guys. Uh, Lemlist, Sugar CRM, and Bear Metrics, to name a few. Leadsift keeps coming up, that's for sure. Um, we just got a bunch of emails for a client. Pretty cool. Yeah, big, big fan of uh, Toucan and, and the team over there. Yeah, I met with them. Yeah, Bailey. But anyway, um, you live in and work in Lisbon, Portugal. You're addicted to traveling and exploring new cultures and places. I'll, you'll often hear him saying, por que no? Mm-hmm. Right? What does that mean? Yeah, it means why not? Why not? Anything that sounds fun or gets the heart racing, like wing walking, skydiving, and paramotoring. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So in other words, people, Mark has a life. Mark has a life. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, we're going to talk about podcasting here, and let's uh, scroll down to my questions, and let's get at it. So starting a podcast, it's not too late. Um, For a B2B company, thought leader, what have you, what's the benefit, in your view, of uh, a podcast from a host perspective? Sure. There's, there's many benefits and I'll try and get through as many as I can today. Sure. Paul. Um, but uh, I think the we, only have th- really... we only have three hours, so I'm okay. We've got three okay. hours. That's fine. That's fine. Um, so uh, one of the main benefits is that you're able to build authority and establish trust with your audience. Um, so it's a great medium to be able to do that. And actually, you're able to be part of the conversation, uh, which is already happening in, in the dark funnels. So in those communities like Rev Genius Pool that you're in, there's often people asking for recommendations on different technologies. And the more content you have out there, the more thought leadership, the more chance you have of showing up in those conversations. 
You can also leverage your own podcast to connect with influencers and potential customers to start the relationship building process. Uh, and also it's evergreen. This content lives there forever. Uh, and uh, it's, it's even there for those who listen uh, in the future who have more intent when they're looking for potential solutions, which is very much like, un, uh, which is very, uh, dis very different to paid ads, which is uh, with paid ads, you're effectively inter interrupting people when they are browsing on Instagram or on Facebook. Uh, and also as soon as you stop spending money on paid ads, uh, the ads stop showing, whereas uh, the podcast content stays forever. Um, and it also is a secret weapon for your content team because from one interview, let's say a 35 minute conversation, you can repurpose that into 25 plus pieces of content from blog posts to put it on YouTube. If you're recording the video, you can create quote images for social media, audiograms and mini videos, um, as well as sharing those across your uh, social media channels. And then of course you can distribute that content in so many different ways. Well, you actually bring up a point about no, I don't really do it that much, really. But if you plan a podcast properly and you um, edit it, you can use that as almost um, audio blogs, mm -hmm. right? You know, and and then you have uh, enough content. And if you translate them and write them, besides the video, then there's some SEO benefit there as well. Yeah. Uh, right. So, um, but at the end of the day, you're also sharing it in your newsletters, and actually, like even though. You know, actually, I'm just as a little sidebar here is I have a lot of videos on my new site now anyway, because I want people to hear us and like us, mm -hmm. which you can't really get much with word. Right. Um, and, you know, we understand it's easy to write. Right. It's good content, you know, SEO values, things like that. But sometimes if you have really something important to say and have an insight, it comes across well when you see and hear it. Yeah, I think as well, if you have quite a technical solution to quite a big problem, sometimes, you know, you're, you're going to have to write hundreds of pages of documentation to really explain it. Whereas when you can use the medium of storytelling to talk through examples and um, experiences from customers, it, it can be a much better medium to actually get the message across and, and explain what it is that your product does without being too salesy. Right, right. Yeah. Um you know, I think that's a big thing with um, podcasts in general or any kind of content is trust, trust sells. Mm -hmm. And I always talk about that with clients. You know, how are you building trust? You know, it's one thing, hey, buy us because we're good, but why, right? You know, give us some insights, give us some thoughts. You know, some of it may be window dressing and, you know, oh, we have a podcast, but it also is, uh, it's relevant because you have things to say and important things to say and talk about. And if you get people listening and with really good topics, again, that's trust. And, uh, and, and that's huge. Anything we do is trust. So that's my sidebar there. But um, now that's from a host perspective or a company perspective. Uh, what if, uh, how about being a guest on a podcast? Again, it's probably similar, but what are your thoughts about the benefits of you know, being a guest on podcasts? Yeah, I, I, I would say that the benefits are pretty much the same. Uh, it's just with a lot less work. And I think that's why a lot of people choose to speak on podcasts before they launch their own. Um, so you're able to increase your opportunity of your brand name being used and spoken about in, in the dark funnel. In fact, the last piece of software that I bought, I was referred to it from somebody that I asked in a Slack community who said they heard their founder speaking about the founder journey. So he wasn't even selling the product and it's a uh, applicant tracking system which I've now used and upgraded since. So a really good example there. 
Um, and also one of the other benefits is that um, you get to leverage a pre-existing audience of the podcast that you speak on. So oftentimes podcast hosts are very deliberate with who they invite onto their show. They often do a lot of promotion as well. And they've built up an audience which you may not have been able to reach beforehand. And then you also get to create those multiple authentic and human touch points with your audience at scale. As you're talking, as you're mentioning, Paul, about building trust and building that relationship with, with your prospects. Um, and then the repurposing of the content. So I can take the interview that we have today and I can repurpose that uh, into many pieces of content um, and then share that across social media. And I actually use it in my uh, sales process as well. And when I'm following up with people that I've had discovery calls with, I'll often refer them to an interview where I did or a section of an interview, um, which just helps tell the story of speaking on podcasts. Mm -hmm. I think the other thing also, in order to get on a podcast, I mean, you have to be established anyway, because you still got your own reputation. You want to have, mm -hmm. you know, people with large followings, even though they're guests, because then the whole idea is share their content to their people and you get benefit as well. Mm -hmm. right because it's kind of cross-branding in a way so um but yeah um it's it's not right for everybody but it's got to be you got to speak well and have good insights that's the point again you know is sure you know like you're doing right now you know or is having good conversation and you know brainstorming discussing and having people engage in conversation if it's just pure q a it's not going to work i like dialogue I, you know yeah. whether whether we're funny serious or whatever but it, you know it's like sports talk radio or something you, know, you just want to have it's okay to disagree too right so yeah absolutely um you know because that, that's what makes it interesting yeah we we work a lot with our customers to help them develop their topics of things that they can talk about and oftentimes people come to us and say look i don't know what i can talk about so we ask them to think about their area of expertise, questions they get asked a lot, or maybe opinions that they have, um, which uh, are a little bit controversial maybe, or go against the grain of what uh, the HubSpot and Salesforce blogs are saying. Uh, and really from there, you can start so many different conversations and give so many different um, trails of thought for different topics to talk about that you know a lot more than, than you believe. Yeah, yeah. Now I know some podcasts are also video. I don't do those, but... Um... That's a different kind of production value. I mean, it's sure. good, but it's also, you know, bandwidth and you can't really see people when you're driving. But, um, <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I guess it all depends on the approach. Yeah, I, I guess the benefit of video is that you can upload the videos to YouTube, which is the second most popular search engine in the world. And right. as more right. of the buyer's journey is, is done before reaching out to salespeople, um, it's great to have uh, a presence on YouTube. Yeah. We've just spoke about video and seeing people, but you know, but going back to podcasts, though, I mean, the basics is audio only. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so because obviously you also need to syndicate that to all the channels and things like that, which is our next really topic of, uh, okay, so I've done a podcast, and you know, how do you? What's your best practice on um, promoting them to get the most value out of what you're doing, and don't feel like you're, you know, you want to get listeners, of course. Sure, sure. I think the first thing to do is listen back to the episodes that went live and pull out the key takeaways that were shared. There'll often be several, uh, sometimes more than 10 um, key points that you can break down and just make a note of the timestamp. So what time that appeared in the actual podcast interview itself. And then what you can do is re then you can create content based of that. So if it is an audio file, you can trim the, the full interview into these small snippets and use a tool like Headline App or Subly to create these audiograms, which is what you were talking about earlier, Paul, which is an audio, an audio uh, with a wave 
thing going through it, which looks like a video basically. Um, so that's one way that you can create some uh, video content from, from, an, uh, from an audio interview. Um, and split that into several pieces of content, which you can use across your social media accounts, share it in your company newsletter, that might be an external newsletter or even an internal newsletter, uh, run paid ads to promote the content as well that you've actually just shared. Um, that could be a great way of reaching a new audience without trying to sell them anything or to get them to book a demo, for example. Um, and also tag those people or customers that you mentioned in the podcast and see if they can share it with their network too. Yeah, for sure. Sure. Well, there's also, um, from a high level, I mean, do you train people on how to set up the technical side? Like I use Podbean, you know, how to get the feeds going. And I know Google's changed and things like that, but um, and Pandora takes months. But, um, mm -hmm. um, but do you train people on how to set up as well? Not, not really, because we're focused more on the guest experience. So placing okay. people on the existing podcasts. But um, there are a few people in my network that I would point people in the direction of that can help with things like that. I see. Okay, good. I was just wondering, especially when you start a podcast, mm -hmm. um, you just can't just start it. You know, you need to have a platform so and a host mm -hmm. and all that. But, um, but yeah. All right. Um, but yeah, we just talked about um, content, you know, mixing podcasts with blogs and, and videos for thought leadership. Uh, obviously you, you believe in podcasts, but you know, is that an ideal best practice of mixing up the content to reach all different audiences and, you know, um, you know, about the podcast fit with overall thought leadership strategy? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. So you're, what you're doing is you're leveraging the time that you've invested in that interview or that conversation, and you're then able to repurpose it into many different formats. Of course, if you can share that on Instagram versus TikTok versus um, LinkedIn, you might need to change the ratio of the image size and things like that. Um, but it, it does certainly fits into your wider thought leadership strategy. Um, and one of the things I like the most about speaking on podcasts is that when you're writing blogs and posting videos, you're often placing these on your own platform. So your own blog, your company blog, or your own YouTube channel. But when you speak on other people's podcasts, you're leveraging their platforms as well, which gives you more validation and credibility. So I like to, um, I like to think about this like the reviews on your website or testimonials. We all know if you've got WordPress, you can make up the testimonial that you put on your website. Uh, we hope that you don't. Um, but the, when, you, when you see those reviews on your own website versus the third-party sites like G2, Trustradius, uh, Capterra, that's third-party validated social proof. And I believe podcasting is another uh, channel for that. Mm -hmm. You know, there's plenty, we spoke about, there's plenty of platforms out there, you know, how to set them up and integrate them. I know, you know Spotify is big and iHeart and Apple and all that. Um, no matter how you look at it, everybody's got their favorite platforms. Um, you know, I, I like Stitcher, you know, because mm -hmm. that's a that's a nice uh, tool. I guess Audible's Amazon's now, right? But yeah, you, you just put keywords in there and then you just kind of, it's, it's a search, they're all search engines, right? Yeah, um, sure. You know, and I, I guess, you know, it's kind of a sidebar question here. I imagine Maybe you do, I don't think you do it, but like, it's almost like SEO for podcasts in a way, right? Like yeah. as a key, key of keyword descriptions um, on the listings and things like that. So people can find you. And then maybe these systems have algorithms based on listenership and how they rank. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Any yeah. thoughts? 
Yeah, yeah, there are a number of companies that are coming up now or the more established with the podcast SEO. And, and we were mentioning before, Paul, before we hit record, there is a long term benefit and a long tail benefit of speaking on podcasts. And if you transcript a 30 minute conversation, that's around 4000 words fully edited. Um, and they're going to be keyword rich uh, uh, blog posts as well. And obviously you can amend the keywords slightly that we used and um, have that in favor of your own SEO strategy as well. Right, right. And obviously uh, you want to make sure all those platforms are promoted on your blogs and where you promote, um, like I do on, um, because it just, it's that's a little panache when you mention, oh, I'm on TuneIn, I'm on this, I'm on that, you know? Oh, mm-hmm, no, mm-hmm. right? So I like the reports you've been sending me here. So your, your job really is to help people get booked and on podcasts that are relevant and targeted. You know, it kind of like in the old days, well, maybe not still the old days, but we still look for, for clients, places to contribute articles for SEO and backlinks, like guest blog outreach tools. Um, what's your process of... Um, getting clients booked. Do you have a unique process? Why don't you summarize that? Sure, sure. It's going to sound quite simple. Of course, a lot more work goes into it than just saying the few bullet points that follow. But um, really, it all starts with really understanding your audience. Uh, who do you want to be speaking to? So if you were being, if you were paid to give a keynote speech at a conference, who would, it, who would you want to be getting in front of? And, and that's what we ask our customers to think about. Um, and then the topics as well, what's going to be interesting? Um, if you are just talking about generic SEO advice or marketing advice, it's not going really going to work that well. So you need to come up with some unique angles and opinions. Um, and then you want to, once you've understood that, you want to start your research, look for those perfect fit podcasts that match the audience criteria, as well as who would be interested in the topics. And then craft really personalized and compelling outreach messages, which you may decide to use on social. It could be email. Uh, We use email as a backbone, but we also complement that with social outreach too. So you want to send those emails and also follow up. Um, The the money really is in the follow up. Everybody's busy. Emails get missed or they get opened and forgotten about. So follow up is key. Um, And then the last part, which uh, isn't to be underestimated, is to actually turn up and deliver a powerful interview where you're you're sharing as much value as possible. Mm -hmm. Actually, it brings up a little sidebar question about, you know, podcasts are fun, but is there like training? It's almost like Toastmasters or public speaking. Is there uh, any kind of podcast like training? Yeah. It's interesting that you ask. So we partnered with a a voice and presentation coach and she delivers some training for each one of our customers. So they get an hour session with her and it's just a a fully tailored um, uh, uh, training on how to deliver powerful interviews. And of course, um, like any public speaking, it's pretty much the same things that would help you speak on stage, give a a speech or a toast at a wedding um, and deliver interviews. But the, the medium is slightly different. So it's tailored for the podcast interviews. Um, but really, a, a voice and presentation coach is probably the best way to go if you're looking to improve uh, your interviewing and your, your speaking skills. Yeah, true. And like I said, it's important to understand the audience of the other person's podcast. And don't be a talking head. I mean, you're, we're here to, you know, it's kind of a funny thing. You know, we, if, you, if you run a podcast like I do, um, the thought leadership is how you ask questions that you mm-hmm. know some of the questions to ask in the business, right? 
and you're not really giving all the answers, but you have conversation that complement the other person's answers, right? So it's kind of, it's still your thought leadership. You're not just a, a, a host, right? And that's what yeah. I, and, and that's what I push, you know, is kind of, it's conversational with two thought leaders. Absolutely. I, I think, Paul, from my experience in recruitment at the, the very beginning of my career, I got very good at knowing a little about a lot. So I recruited accountants into multiple industries and verticals. So I had to really understand those different businesses and accountants more than anybody know how these businesses work and are wired. Um, so I got very good at articulating the opportunity and how the business um, operated. And you can appear to be the smartest person in the room just by asking the right questions. And really, if I think back, those questions are pretty much the same, no matter what vertical industry it is. Um, but you just come across like you do know a lot about those particular industries, even if you if you haven't worked in them extensively. Yeah. So any last thoughts on podcasts in general for the C-level people who are listening here as, as far as, um, you know, the uh, marketing strategy and uh, um, and the bottom line for executives and brands about sure. the benefits here? Yeah, I, I think, you know, I've worked with many B2B brands who have struggled to create content. Um, what do we need to write about? What topics? What, uh, what questions are being asked? And really, I think podcasting is your secret weapon to creating content that lives forever. Um, so what I would recommend is understanding what persona, your personas that you're targeting and what challenges they have. And then go and find people that solve those challenges, because it's not just going to be the challenge that your product or service helps them solve. There's lots of challenges that any job title has or job function has. So go and find the experts that solve those problems and bring them onto your show. And then you repurpose that content and you've effectively got a full content calendar for, for 12 months, 24 months. Um, I also believe we're just at the beginning of podcasts. I had a call with someone who said that they think podcasts might be saturated, and I genuinely don't think that's the case. Yes, they have become more popular. There are a lot more. There's four, over 4 million now, uh, but a lot of those don't end up surviving. They, they typically release three to five episodes, and they kind, of, uh, they kind of then just fizzle out. But I believe that every serious B2B brand will have a podcast in the future, whether that go, is going to be an internal podcast for their team, customer only podcast or a public facing podcast like this one. Um, and the last thing I think to remember about is that it's incredibly intimate and human and offers much more depth uh, than any other channel. And going back to your point, Paul, about trust and building that relationship, humans have been telling stories to each other for thousands of years. And it's the way that we've learned for millennia. And it will continue to be that nothing's going to change. Even with all the technology, we still go, we're still going to interact with, with storytelling. Um, so I think if you just remember that uh, podcasting, whether you start your own, advertise on them or speak on them, is here to stay. Great. All right. Well, it was a good discussion on podcasts. I appreciate your time today, Mark. Thanks for the insights. Thank you, Paul. And so that's our show. Paul Mosenson, that's me. Fixed and Convince, NewSparkConsulting.com if you need fractional CMO services. And... I hope everybody has a great day and look forward to the next podcast. Thanks, all. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to get more marketing optimization insights. Fix the convince. Thanks for.